And uh, this morning, I really want to pick up from where I started off last week about uh, dealing with discouragement. And, you know, discouragement, it's inevitable. Everyone's going to face it. But the problem is where what happens is where people allow discouragement to take root inside of their heart and end up bitter. And I was saying, you know, last week, there's some people you can see, it doesn't matter how much they paint on, doesn't matter how much they do, uh, they're so bitter. They've got to a place inside of their heart where they've allowed bitterness to uh, basically rob them of their life. It has um, physical effects. You know, you, people look old before their time. People get sick. People get ill with, uh, because of what they're holding on into their heart. And uh, so one of the things I really want to do this morning is bring us from a place of um, uh, disappointment and discouragement and bring us into a place of courage because people will find this. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. God always has a way out. You made a, so, so disappointment is like a, like a wedge. It starts with a disappointment, leads into a discouragement, then it leads into disillusionment, then you come to a point where you become depressed or bitter, and then you come to a point of defeat. And so it doesn't matter where you are in that place there. It doesn't even matter whether you're in a place of defeat. We're going to look at a story today. God has, always has a way out. God can bring you forward. God can turn that situation and turn it into something amazing. So disappointment or uh, a bitterness, it doesn't have to be the end. You have a choice whether you remain in that place or whether you move forward. You have a choice. No one is born bitter. You're born cute and cuddly. Yes. Yeah. Anyone tell me somebody that was born bitter? I haven't met anyone yet. Most people I've seen are born cute and cuddly. Yeah, just like Pete over there. Yeah. Cute and cuddly. But somewhere along the line, things happen. Life happens, right? And then after a talk, the inevitable happens. Uh, you, things don't work out as you think they would work out. People don't do what you hope they would do. God doesn't do what you expect them to do sometimes. And then you find yourself in a place where you're disappointed and eventually, if you allow it to stay into your heart, you come to a place of bitterness. How many people know somebody that's really bitter? It's like you can look at them and say, man, you are just sour grapes. Just dribbles out of your mouth. The problem with bitterness is it spreads like a cancer. You know, one person is bitter and then they get to somebody else and then they spread that. And then it just, before you know it, you've got a whole bunch of people that are bitter and it's horrible. You don't even know why. Right? And I've seen even lovely Christian ladies, Christian guys come up in the front and they're just so sweet. With their hands up to the Lord, just so tender and beautiful. And then a little while later, I see, oh, man, you've been poisoned. You, something's changed around you. You just, yeah, you used to look, you used to look like 30, but now you look like 100, man. Something is, <laughs> who you've been hanging around? All right? And I see some people here today, man, you were pushing on 80 and you're looking like 50. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Doing well, Pam. Doing well. Doing well. You've got a beautiful heart. You know, you wouldn't think it, but she's, yeah, she looks 50. So I want to encourage you today, like, disappointment does not have to be the end. So all of us will face disappointment. Some, I mean, for me, I've faced a lot of disappointment. I'll face it on a regular basis. But the thing is, I cannot afford to allow it to get a hold of my life. The day I, I choose to allow disappointment to get hold of my life will be the day my life starts to take a downhill. All right? 
that point there. So you have the power of choice. It will be up to you to decide whether you're going to be 100 years old and look like you're 60, or you're going to be 50 and look like you're 100. <laughs> All right? You don't want to allow bitterness to get it, because bitterness will spread. And like we talked about last week, it brings you short of the grace of God. When you allow bitterness to get inside of your heart, it, you, you can, it can sabotage the grace of God upon your life. So I really want to encourage you today that it does not have to be the end. You can turn disappointment. You can use disappointment and turn it around and make something incredible out of your life. The fact is, if you weren't disappointed, if you didn't have failure, if you didn't have that, then you wouldn't have courage. It's actually things like disappointment is what produces courage. You'll find courageous people that face disappointment. <laughs> I'm going to have a look, little look about this today. And, um, and so in Judges chapter 6, Judges chapter 6, verse 1, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And so the Lord delivered them in the hand of Midian for seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because of the Midianites. The children of Israel made for themselves dens and caves and strongholds in the mountains. So it was in verse 3 that whenever... Israel had sown, the Midianites would come up, and also the Amalekites. Remember we talked a little while ago about the spirit of Amalek. spirit of Amalek will come up, and, and it's, the, it's the thief, it's the robber of dreams, it's the robber of hope. You notice the Bible says there that whenever the Israelites had sown, whenever they had planted something, that's when they came. When you remain in a place of disappointment, when you remain in a place of defeat, you will, won't be in a place of faith. You cannot be in a place of faith and a place of defeat at the same time. And so one of the things that these, um, uh, the, uh, the way that the Midianites, the, Am- uh, the Amalekites would keep the Israelites powerless was to steal their hopes and to steal their dreams, to steal their expectations. So when you plant something, I don't know about you, but when I've planted something, I've had in my mind as I've planted the end product. Right? For some of you, if you're, if you're doing it professionally, you'll see the profit at the end of the day. You plant the thing, you're going to see a profit. For some of you, you're doing it for a hobby, you, you plant it and you expect to take it. You know, you expect to have a fruit. You know, I shot a deer a little while ago and I'm still a little bit gutted about this. And um, I dragged that thing for a long, long way home. Long way home. It's heavy. You know, there was lots of sweat and all that sort of stuff. And I got hung, hung it up and I was getting ready for church, getting ready to bring you all a, a fantastic message. And and I uh, look outside, I was ready, you know, I dragged that thing home. And while I was dragging it home, it's like I, I got through the tears and the sweat and all that because I could see one day, next week, tomorrow, I'm going to have steak. Right? <laughs> I wasn't just doing it for the fun of it. I was dragging that thing out so that I could have a good, solid steak. Right? I get out there in the morning, it's like, where's the deer? It's gone. Some dog had come and stolen it, stolen it during the night. <laughs> oh, you know, I remember I was trying to pray for you all on that Sunday morning. I walked halfway up the road, and I was so mad. And I was like, God, I love you. Oh, where's that stupid dog? I am going to destroy that dog. Disappointment. I was bitter. So whenever the Bible says that the, whenever the Israelites had sown, whenever you've put something out there, whenever you had an expectation, after they had sown, there's the, the, uh, the Amalekites and the Midianites would come and pull it all out and, and rob. One of the things you'll find is like ex- disappointment is connected to expectation. And uh, so they were in a place of, 
the Bible says that whenever they would come up, they would come up against them. And they would, in verse 4, they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. Not that you all want to eat a donkey. But at the end of the day, when you look at the condition of Israel, the condition of Israel was completely defeated. They, weren't, they were beyond disappointment. They were, they were beyond disappointed. They were beyond discouraged. They were, beyond, they were in a place of defeat. Imagine living in a place like that. And you find when, I, you know, when you look around, you see a lot of people, they live in a place of defeat. Some people can live their whole life in a place of defeat. Putting things out there, expecting a return, expecting something, expecting God to do something, expecting your husband to do something, expecting something of your kids. You, you know, you, you invest them into a business and you thought you heard from God about it and it didn't work out. You know, you reached out to touch somebody and you just thought that God would help you and it, and it kind of seemed like it didn't and then you ended up drawing back and you're in a place of defeat. You know, even it can be some of the smallest things. You know, you know getting into study and it's like, God, I need help for this exam. And, so, and I thought, yes, I got to this place where, yep, God, I know you're going to help me with this exam. Get in there. And it's like, it's nothing like I ever thought. Completely not what I expected. And I didn't do very well at it. I thought, God, I thought you were going to help me. I thought you were going to journey this through for me. I thought you were going to, I don't know, do something in my mind to make my mind clear. <laughs> and it didn't clear up. <laughs> it's just foggy and it didn't do so well. Next, I'm not going to pray anymore. I'm not going to. You know, you can get into that place when you can expect things to, you know, you expect God to do something. You expect, you have expectations that you will get a return on something. And sometimes when it doesn't happen, you get to a place of disappointment. Everybody faces that. You see, Israel was in a place where they were in absolutely utter defeat. Disappointment leaves us in a place of pain. You know, when you're bitter, you're in a, in a place of pain. And no one, no one likes pain. No one likes pain. Where it's emotional or physical, nobody likes pain. But one, one of the things we often need to observe is that pain often is an indication that something is not right. All right? One of the things about drugs, you know, drugs will, they will not necessarily fix, your, fix the problem, they'll just mask the pain. All right? And so one of the things we'll find is when we have an internal struggle or we struggle inside with discouragement, the pain of disappointment, people will find things to try and mask that. And you'll mask it once and you'll mask it again and you'll mask it again. Then you'll get yourself into such a position where you've totally numbed yourself down to pain. It's like leprosy. You know, the Bible speaks of leprosy and leprosy starts off as a spot. One of the things that leprosy does is it takes away your capacity to feel takes away your capacity to feel. So when somebody's in pain, it tells you there's something that's not right inside your heart or something that's not right inside of your body. And the thing is, when people find themselves in a place of disappointment in their heart, often they'll turn themselves to, um, this is something that I did anyway, will turn themselves to other things in order to try and compensate for the internal pain. The psychological term for it is uh, cognitive dissonance. When there's a, a, an imbalance or where there's a discomfort inside there, We'll try and justify it or try and do things to, to balance up the pain. And so I know some people, I ask them the question, uh, what are you afraid of? Uh, a lot of the times people have said, I'm not afraid of anything. Well, actually, that can't be true. Because everybody's afraid of something. 
what I think has happened is for some people, they've suffered so much rejection, so much dis- um, uh, disappointment, they haven't known how to deal with it. As opposed to bringing it to Christ or bringing it out in the open, they've used things to suppress it. Actually, people do feel fear. When somebody says that they don't feel afraid, they're not afraid, actually one of the things I'd question is, well, I would suggest then that you're sitting on so much pain that you've actually numbed yourself, and I would say that there's relational difficulties within inside of your life. So some people, when they, uh, they, they, they face pain, they face internal uh, disappointment, they'll try and, you'll try and compensate it for somewhere else. You'll try and even up the balance, and often what we do is we end up numbing the pain. And you'll find the end result is people get into a place where they're just apathetic. They're just not going anywhere. They're either in a place of complete bitterness, complete defeat, or they're in a place of bitterness, or they're a place of disillusionment, or they're just discouraged. They're just not moving forward in your life. So God's plan is that you and I are moving forward in our life, not just staying stagnant. If you're stagnant in your life, I would suggest then that there's something has got inside of you that, that, that is robbing the life, that is keeping you in a place of powerlessness. And praise God this morning, I want to bring you out of that place and start you on a journey to bring you forward into a place of faith and courage again. One of the things that you'll find is that uh, there's a couple of amazing things about disappointment. Uh, disappointment can also reveal what you're passionate about. Disappointment can reveal what you are passionate about. When you're passionate about something, you have an expectation for something. All right? uh, it can be a certain goal, dream, desire, outcome. Whatever the cause, there is also an effect. And so uh, the, very, the very presence of disappointment would suggest that there is something inside of you that you care about something so much that you expect, and they have an expectancy around it. And that's a good thing. The fact that you've got some sort of passion inside of you is a wonderful thing. It can show you what you are passionate about. Another thing it can do, it can show you, um, it, it, because pain is an indicator that something is wrong inside of your life, one of the things it can do, it can help you grow. It can help you shape your life. It can help you grow in faith. And this is one of the things that we want to talk about this morning. Disappointment, it gives you an opportunity for growth. So either you can choose to face disappointment and go bitter and get into a place of discouragement and apathy, or you can choose the other path to say, okay, it didn't work out how I thought it was going to work out. What then inside of me needs to shift? What inside of me needs to grow? What inside of me needs to change? One way will bring you forward into growth and enlargement. The other way will bring you into a place of bitterness. All of us will face that choice all of the time. I face it on a weekly basis. I have expectations every week. Do they all work out? No, they don't. What do I do? I have the temptation to get into a place of discouragement or I have the, the option to go the other way and say, okay, well, let's just, what's the real issue that's going on inside of my heart here? What is it maybe around my expectations that need to shift? All of you will face that. And I've, there's a number of things. Every, all, every week I'll put myself out. But one of the things I've just had to learn to do is just allow myself to just keep making that choice. Will I come into discouragement? Will I come into a place of defeat? Or whether I come into a place of victory and faith again? One of the things you see is Israel, at this point, they were in a place of defeat. Then it goes on to say, um, in verse verse 6, So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the, the Midianites, and then the children of Israel cried out to God. Maybe you're in a place here today, and you're in defeat. 
Maybe you're in a place where things are just not moving forward for you, or maybe you're in a place where you're an absolute and utter defeat. Friends, I can tell you now, you've got to come to a place, if you want to shift in your life, you have to come to a place where you are willing and wanting to change. Israel got to the point where they said, we have been in this situation long enough, enough is enough. We're not going to stay impoverished anymore. We're not going to live in caves. We're not going to live in dens anymore. For some people, you'll find, you know when they're in a place of discouragement because they, they remove themselves and isolate themselves. They'll hide. They'll, they'll, they'll be wrapped up in fear. They'll, 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 they'll be within themselves. They will start to draw, uh, start to isolate and, and, and become, um, what's the word? Um, they'll become apathetic, but they'll draw within themselves. They come into a place of fear, but you've got to come to a place where you decide, I am not going to live like this anymore. I am not going to allow discouragement. I'm not going to allow myself to remain in a place of defeat. Every one of us have got to make those decisions. So Israel came to that place. We are not going to come into a, we're not going to remain in this place. So the Bible says that they cried out to the Lord. One of the first things we have to do in coming out of a place in defeat is come back to the Lord. The Bible says that they cried out to the Lord, and what did the Lord do? Well, in, the, in, in verse 8, it said, the Lord sent a prophet. You notice he didn't turn up himself. He sent somebody to speak inside of their life. So one of the things I found where to get out of a place of discouragement, sometimes you need somebody to speak into your life. Sometimes God will use a donkey. <laughs> you don't know who that prophet is. You don't know who that mouthpiece God will use. One of the things I have found and discovered that God will use anybody. There'll be times I'll have conversations with somebody and I'll hear the voice of God coming through somebody, just, just an average person. Sometimes they're not even saved. The question is, will you, come in your, will you allow yourself to be in a place where you're open and receptive to allow God or somebody to speak into your life? They cried out to God for help. God sent a prophet. You know, God, and, you know, the prophet spoke some truth. He said, look, you know, God has brought you out of the, all these, look at all these things that God has done. But actually, you've turned away from God. And I could paint it up all different ways, but at the end of the day, if you're not in faith and you're in a place of defeat, then you've got to come to a place of repentance. You've got to take ownership for where you are. Remember, David said, he wakened his soul. He talked about in the Psalms. He said, he spoke into his soul. And he, said, um, he said, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you so discouraged and down? Do you not know that the Lord your God is the maker? Do you not know? He, spoke, he brought himself into a place of repentance. One of the first things we've got to do is bring ourselves into a place of repentance and be open for the Holy Spirit. Allow God to speak inside of our heart. They got to a point where they had had enough and wanted the shift. Sometimes, sometimes those thieves are there. The thieves of dreams, the thieves of hope. Sometimes they are there because there is something in our life that needs to shift. There's something in our life that needs to be changed. Often we find we can come into ourselves where we can blame circumstances, we can blame God, we can blame people, we can blame, 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 blame. Blame, whatever. Most people at some point will just come, their, their, first, initial, their first response is to blame. It's the pastor's fault. No, it's not his fault. Um, 
It's God's fault. It's my father's fault. It's my mother's fault. It's the fault of the economy. It's the fault of this. It's the fault of this. It's, you should have done... Actually, one of the things you need to, you'll find is in order to come out of that place, it's the thieves are there because we, in our own hearts, have either turned away from God or need adjusting in some point of our life. And if we're willing to come to that place where we allow ourselves to be shaped and allow ourselves to be adjusted... We must have a spirit that is willing to yield and a spirit that is willing to change. And we talked a little while ago about having a spirit that is willing to yield. Yeah. Actually, that willingness to yield produces faith. One of the things we find out is that, uh, so the Lord sent a prophet and he said, uh, I'm the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites, but you have not obeyed my voice. You just haven't listened. Some people have found, have found themselves in, uh, they've got themselves into a place of uh, defeat simply because they haven't listened. Some people financially, uh, no, a number of people actually, they had businesses, they were pretty well, looked pretty well fought, well off. They prayed to God. They, yeah, they were pretty good, you know, they, in terms of their faith. They looked like they were spiritual. But actually one of the things that they failed to do was they failed to hear God speak to them through people. And they had all these expectations on God. God sent somebody to say, you need to change this part in your life. You need to change this. You need to address this. They didn't listen. And then they got to themselves in a massive, massive amount of problem, and they lost absolutely everything. I wonder who God has sent upon your life. I wonder who God has sent across you at some point to speak, and you've ignored their voice, and you've become into a place where you are. And both of these people, a lot of these people, they're still, they still haven't got it. That They're still blaming God. <laughs> they're in a place of defeat and they're still blaming God. Actually, they just didn't listen. God sent a whole bunch of people across their path and they didn't listen. I want to encourage you today. It doesn't have to end there. The Bible goes on to say that the angel of the Lord came and sat underneath in verse 11. Came and sat underneath the tree. And Gideon was there, and he was threshing the wheat in the wine press in order to hide it from the Midianites. So even Gideon, Gideon starts off as a man, and he's, he's also in this place of fear. He's in this place of defeat. He's, instead of being out in the open with what he's doing, he's, he's hiding what he's doing. He's so scared that, that you can, can imagine the atmosphere around this group of people. They're, they're afraid, they're nervous, not knowing when somebody's going to come and, and take what they've planted or take in what they're Taken what they're taking their hopes, taking their dreams. So Gideon, he's he's hiding and he's he's in a place of fear and intimidation, and he's 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 in the wine press hiding. And the Lord came and spoke to him, and he said, "This the light angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor.'" Can you imagine being in a place of defeat? The Lord turns up and says, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. I can tell you now, he's hiding in that wine press. He is not looking like a mighty man of valor. <laughs> All right? He is hiding. But yet the Lord's spoken to his heart. The Lord's spoken to his spirit, spoken to his future. The Lord knew that he was afraid. 
The Lord knows that you're afraid. The Lord knows the condition that you're in. The Lord knows the disappointments that you've faced. But notice he didn't come and sympathize with him. He didn't feel sorry for him. He didn't come and say, oh, you poor little man, what are you doing here? Oh, so sorry to hear about that. those Amalekites. It's just naughty of them. So sorry. No, no, the Lord did not come like that. The Lord came and said, the Lord God is with you, you mighty man of valor. Friends, you may not feel like a, a mighty man or a mighty woman of valor today, but the Lord sees you as a mighty man, as a mighty woman of valor. Amen? Amen. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what challenges. It doesn't matter what failures you have faced. The Lord is with you. He is that ever-present help in our time of need. The Lord your God, even like David said, he said, don't you know that the Lord your God, your maker, came to Gideon and said, listen to Gideon's response. He said, look, if you're really with us, then why are all these bad things happening? Again, you notice that the Lord did not sympathize with him. He basically ignored his bleating. One of the things you find when somebody is in a place of defeat, they'll bleat all sorts of things. They'll bleat blame. They'll, be, they'll bleat this. They'll bleat that. They'll be pessimistic. They'll be, don't you know? Don't you know the news report said that? Don't you know this is happening? Don't you know my father did this? Don't you, don't you know? You know, this, the Lord ignored the whole flipping lot. Don't ever get into sympathizing with people when they're in a down place. I mean, that, that's, that's not what they need. I mean, they need you to be there, but it's one thing to be there and drag them down further or keep them into that place. It's another thing to lift them up. So the Lord says, God is with you, don't you? And so he says, don't you know that, um, don't you know what's happening? Don't you know? And then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of the Midianite. Have I not sent you? Completely ignored him. Completely ignored his whinging and his whining. He said, basically, get up. I am with you. You are going to go and lead your people. Don't you belly on about me, about your heartaches. <laughs> There's a time to talk about it. I mean, you know, but in this particular occasion, the Lord's completely ignoring his, 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 his bleating. The Lord is with you. Friends, this morning, if you're in a place of defeat, if you're in a place of discouragement or disappointment, you've got to know today, that the Lord is with you, has not left you. You may have left the Lord, you may have walked away in some way, but he has not left you. He has not left you. He has not left you. Have I not sent you? And so he goes on again in verse 15. Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least of my father's house. Again, he's still bleating. I'm weak, I'm the weakest of the weak. I'm not even strong. I'm not even the slightest bit strong. In fact, I'm not even a place of prayer. I'm not even, I'm just, my tribe's the weakest and I'm the weakest in my tribe. I'm the runt. How can I possibly, you must have it, you must be talking to the wrong person. You must have me confused with somebody else. Again, the Lord completely ignores him. <laughs> he basically says, surely I am with you. I am with you. Go sort it out. Go and make it happen. You're going to defeat the Midianites. One of the things he goes on, and so in the nighttime he goes down and starts dealing with the altars, was basically talking about their repentance. So you can see, Midian, so you can see Gideon, he's, he started from a place of hiding in the winepress, and God speaks to him, and then his courage comes up a little bit. When God speaks to you, 
your courage comes up a little bit. When you start to get into his word, your courage starts to come up a little bit. When you start to praise him, when you start to allow your, your spirit to arise and worship again, your courage will come up a little bit. And he goes, okay, I'm going to start to deal with the altars. I'm going to start to deal with the start to deal with the issues in our family. I'm going to start to pull these things down. However, you can see he's not in a place of full courage yet because he does it at night time. <laughs> All right? He does it at night time. But yet he still gets out and does something. He just starts something, even if it is at night time. He just starts something. He's proactive even just a bit. Friends, if you just stay in the place of grinding the, 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 the wheat, if you don't start to do something, You'll still remain in a place of defeat. The thing about Gideon, he just responded. Even he responded a little bit. That's enough. He just responded. The Bible goes on to say that he, um, he was there because he feared his father's household. He feared his family. He was afraid of the, the family. He was afraid of the people. You can tell Gideon was a man who still struggled with fear. Yet the Lord had just spoken that you are a mighty man of valor. See, so God speaks into our future. God speaks into your future. Sometimes he's going to ignore your pleas. <laughs> Actually, he wants to do something more than just listen to your pleas. He wants to shift something inside of your life. He wants to take something and shift your ideas about something, shift your thoughts, shift your beliefs about something, shift your expectations. One of the things I found for me personally is when I had disappointments and I was on my knees pleading for God to help and nothing happened, but yet I felt him speak into my heart to shift my own beliefs, start to shift my attitude, start to let go, start to repent in areas. As I started to do that, I got a little bit of courage. And of course, they wake up the next morning and they say, well, who did that? What happened at night time? Or the, or the, altar, or the, or the idols have all fallen down. All right? They're all fallen down. Who did this thing? And then Gideon's old man gets up. Is he? My boy did it. <laughs> you know, when you stand up in courage, when you allow courage to arise in your heart, it inspires other people. You may be in a place of defeat. You may be in a place of discouragement. You may be in a place of disappointment. But when you take one step, even if it's in the cover of darkness, people will be inspired by your courage. Just as bitterness is spread, courage also is spread. You can choose to spread your bitterness out there and keep people in a place of defeat. Or you can choose to spread your courage out there. Courage isn't courage unless there's something that you have to be courageous about. <laughs> You can start to see the progression from a place of defeat into a place of victory. He first he gets one little, one little victory. Then somebody stands up and supports him. And then it says in verse 33, Then the Amidianites and the Amalekites come again. This time it's different. This time it's different. This time... There is somebody that's got the word of the Lord that's been spoken into their heart. This time there is somebody that's repented. There's somebody that's sought some issues out in their life. There is somebody that's started to make some progress. Somebody has started to make some steps forward. Somebody has got a bit of a backbone all of a sudden. The Midianites come again. There'll be a time 
when the Amalekites, the robbers of thieves, the, the thieves and the robbers of dreams and hopes will come again. But this time, they come across somebody different that had decided to stand up a little bit. All right? This time. Then all the Midianites, all of them, the people of the east gathered together and they crossed over. I love this. Verse 34. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. And he blew the trumpets. And all the other, the word there, gathered behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is something, when you start to take some steps of faith, when you start to, when you come to a place of repentance, that is a step of faith. When you start to deal with a few things and uh, pull down some idols in your life or some wrong ideas about things, that is a step of faith. When you allow God to speak inside of your heart, that is a step of faith. And God listens to that. God responds to that. Even if it's not a giant step, it may just be a little step. God responds to faith. Bible says, let us draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. He will draw near to you. When they came again, this time it was different. This time Gideon stood up, and he was a different place. He was in a different place. Friends, you've got to know when you stand up and when you deal with some things in your life, when you come to a place of repentance, when you allow God to speak into your life, when you know, even if it's just a little wee tiny bit, that God is with you, that's enough. That is enough to give you the courage that you need. That was all that the Holy Spirit needed. That was all that the Holy Spirit. It was just the faith of a mustard seed. That's all it was. It wasn't a large amount of faith. It was just a little wee tiny bit. He was still afraid. He was still in a place of defeat. They, were, they hadn't won the battle yet. He was just a little bit of faith. The Holy Spirit said, that's enough. Boom, the Holy Spirit of God came upon Gideon and transformed his life. The Bible says that um, again, God, God, Gideon said to God, and puts out his fleece, he's still in a place of fear. He's still in a place of fear. He, he, I'll put, I'll, just give me another sign. Okay, give me a sign. Okay, that's a good sign. I'm still not convinced. You listen, you read the Bible, then it says, and Gideon said, oh, please don't be angry with me, God. No, no. That's what he said. I know you've given me one sign, and I know the Holy Spirit, you know, but can I just have one more sign? Just to, <laughs> please, don't be, I love these words, don't be angry with me, God. You know, I've prayed that before. God, please don't be angry with me. <laughs> but what I want you to know is, I want you to just grasp on this, is that coming out of a place of defeat is often a progression step by step by step. He's in a place where he's still afraid. The Holy Spirit of God was upon him. He was still in a place. He wasn't yet the great mighty man of God, but he was on his way there. All right. I want to encourage you today. Maybe you're in a place of discouragement. Maybe you're in a place of disappointment or maybe you're in a place of defeat or bitter. Things haven't worked out. May I encourage you to do one a couple of things. Allow somebody to speak into your heart. Allow somebody to speak into your life and shape you. Why don't you make one step today? One step you could do is to say, Lord, 
I'm in a place of defeat. I need your help. I need to come to a place where I don't want to stay in the place where I am. I know that you've got greater things for me. I know that these things haven't worked out as I thought they worked out. But I know, Lord, that there is more. Today, Lord, I want to make a decision to come out of a place of defeat, out of a place of disappointment. I just want to take one itty bitty, just one itty little bitty step and I come out of a place of disappointment. I'm going to take one step and I'm going to believe Holy Spirit that you're going to shift something over my life. Friends, it may not be sudden, but if you take one step and then take another step later on, and then take another step, you'll find at the end of the story that Gideon won an amazing battle. Maybe you're here in this place right now and you're in a place of apathy. It's like, Maybe you're in the place where you're hiding in a den somewhere. You're in a place of fear. You're, things aren't moving forward for you. You've got some crushed hopes, some crushed... Maybe you've sown something out there and things haven't worked out as you thought they would work out and you are in that place of defeat or you're in a place of disappointment. But today you want to say, Lord, I acknowledge the place I'm in right now and I don't want to stay here. For my sake for the sake of the people around me, for the sake of the people that will follow me. Today I'm going to make a courageous decision and say, that's it. We're coming out of this place and we're moving forward. Why don't you just close your eyes and bow your heads. If that's you today, what I'd love you to do right now, I'd love you just to come out of your seat and just come right to the front. Just come and make a, a row just in front of me right now. We're going to, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. I'd love for you just to come out of that place. If you're in a place of defeat, discouragement, things haven't worked out, but today you're going to make that decision. Oh, Lord, I'm going to let courage just start to arise in my heart again. Oh, yeah, I'm going to start to, I'm not going to allow my future to be robbed. I'm not going to allow the people around me to be robbed. I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to allow it anymore upon my life. And I make a decision today. Why don't you just come forward right now? Come on, everybody stand. And those of you that are making that decision right now, we'd love you just to come forward. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, come on, there's more people here this morning. Holy Spirit, we worship you. Your glory, God. Come on, you're in a place of defeat. Today you're going to make a little itty bitty step. So I'm going to move forward out of this place. Your presence. I'm going to move forward. Spirit, welcome. Holy Spirit. Come flood this place. Feel the atmosphere. Your glory. God is for hearts long to be overcome. Your prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Look, I know that there's going to be other people out there that you're in that same place. Even as Gideon, he tore some down tore those altars down at night time. May I encourage you 
if you're still in the, out there today and you know that you should be up here, but you're, you're just not, it's okay. Why don't you also make a decision when you go home from this place? Make a decision in your own heart. You're going to overcome disappointment. You're going to bring these things before the Lord. But I love you all just to stretch your hands out for these people, these, these brave ones that have come forward here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you that you are with us, that you have not left us, that you have not forsaken us. Father, I thank you right now for every one of these people that have come forward, even the, the ones that are making a decision in their own heart right now. Lord, I just speak right now in the name of Jesus to every spirit of disappointment. I speak right now to the thief of dreams. I speak right now to the thief of hopes. Command you right now in the name of Jesus to be removed, to go right now in the name of Jesus. 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 Father, I speak right now to every disappointment. Holy Spirit, let your presence touch them right now. Lord, as these ones have come forward, I thank you, Lord, that you are with them, Lord God. You are with them. You are with them. Lord, I pray today that you'd speak and to minister into their hearts afresh. I pray in Jesus' name that you bring healing right now in the name of Jesus. Guys, we're going to just sing the song. and.